You're listening to the two dumb users. That shit was crazy. Everybody, yeah, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the show. This is episode 428 of the Two Dumb Yenzers. How are you guys doing this morning? I am pumped up. I'm fired up. Oh, it would be great if I had my microphone ready to go. Let's do this, boys. All kind of things, all kind of things uh, over the weekend. We got Penguins hockey we're going to talk about, uh, some Major League Baseball playoffs, college football. Pittsburgh soccer, but first, I just, just briefly, I'm going to dip into this and then we're going to come back to it, but, you know, the Steelers, they managed to lose on their week off, um, <laughs> by meaning that they, uh, they, they had the time off, so they didn't have a chance to gain any ground or lose any ground for that matter, but everybody in their division wins, so that drops the Steelers out of first place, Baltimore up to first place. Uh, Cincinnati also wins, and Cleveland, they get a really big win, which we will talk about more as the show goes along. But, Mike, I do want to start with the hot with Peng Pittsburgh Penguin hockey today. Uh, the Penguins on a two-game winning streak after they dropped the first game of the season to the Blackhawks. They played both Friday and Saturday night. Friday, they beat the Capitals 4-0 down there in Washington. Um, and then also Saturday night, they play again, Mike. They beat the Flames 5-2. Uh, is this encouraging to see this team get off to this kind of start after, you know, dropping game one to Chicago? Yeah, they, it looks like they they busted off some of the rust out of that first game. And, you know, second game, third game, they're looking really good. The way, like, we thought was what we were going to see. You know, they were getting some good depth play out of the role players out on the third line, fourth line. I'm reading still kind of like hit or miss, but, you know, Hey, I'm confident, man. The top three lines are looking good. Jari settled down. The defense settled down. So, you know what? It's a long season. That first game, you know, yeah, it is, it was what it was. But, you know, we got, what, four out of a possible six points out of the first three games. I'll take that. I, I will take that. And Malkin's playing unbelievable right now. That's what I see. I see a combined, um, in just in the first game, there was a combined six points between Crosby and Malkin alone. Um they go on to play at Detroit on Wednesday night. That's the next game on their schedule. Mm -hmm. Mike, any um, any thoughts on the game against Detroit coming up? Detroit's still a bad team. We we, we got to win this one. Um, you know, just keep stacking points early because we saw what happened last year, man. We don't we don't want that same mistake having to come down to like the last week to win one game when we couldn't win any of them. So stack points now definitely gets a team like like Detroit. They're they're still a ways away. Uh, one thing good. that I I, I was able to dig out of this weekend and a lot of hockey stuff that I've seen going up and down my news feed. Uh, Tristan Jari, Mike, he moves into third all time in Pittsburgh Penguin wins as a goalie. <laughs> Marc-Andre Fleury, 375 wins. Tom Barrasso, 226 wins. Tristan Jari, 118. Matt Murray, 117. And Kenny Reggett, 104. That's, Could you imagine if this kid stayed healthy? Yeah. He would be, oh god, he'd be a little bit higher on the list. Oh my god, and that's some pretty good goalies in there. Tom Barrasso, Stanley Cup winner, Flurry Cup winner, Murray Cup winner. It's not bad. Cup Kenny Reggett, huge part of those Cup wins as backup goalie. Hey, Jari's in some pretty good company. Every one of these goalies has a has a cup. That's the only thing that Jari's missing. Uh, yeah, is the cup. yeah, that's yeah. And you think, my god, like the talent that all those goalies played with too in front of him. 
So it, yeah, it's, it's just wild. surprised that he he's it doesn't feel like he's been in the league that long. No, no, <laughs> it sure doesn't. What he has yeah, been, yeah. That, that's wild. And that just shows you how how good this team is that, you know, he's only been in the league for a few years and he's already up over 100 wins. It's nuts. Yeah. Nuts. It sure, it sure helps to get added to a, a good team. You know what it I does. mean? It does. It does. And that can, that's, you know, life and death career-wise, man, getting yeah. put a, going to a good team or a bad team. Some could argue which was the, the case with uh, Brock Purdy. I mean, you know, he landed in a pretty good situation where a lot of these really good quarterbacks come out of college. They end up in not-so-good situations. And, uh, you know, it, 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 takes a ter- it takes a toll on your career. Well, Trey Lynch washed out of there, and he was the third pick overall. So, Yeah. And where's, he's in Dallas now. Is he's back Yeah, he's in Dallas now. Up. Yeah. Yeah, he's backing up that. He, he gave all the inside info to them, and they still got blown out. Yeah. <laughs> that week. <laughs> <laughs> he was their secret weapon and it did not work. Oh man. Um he finally helped out the 49ers. Who was who Mike? Who's that Malik? Malik Willis. Wilson. Willis. No, is Malik it Willis. Willis? Yeah, Malik Willis. Yeah. Malik Willis. No, uh, no, Malik Cunningham. Malik Cunningham from the Patriots. Yeah. What's up with where where is he from? I, I just seen the headline the other day that the Patriots signed him. Louisville. Was he on the team and left the team? Was he yeah. what was his situation? Yeah, he was, on the team, practice squad, on the team, off the team. You know, like all how they do all that roster manipulation to get yeah. a guy for a week. Where did he come from? I, 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 that's what I was curious Louisville. about. That. Louisville. Malik Cunningham. Louisville. That's right. I couldn't think for the life of me yeah. where he was out of. Yes. Yes. You're no. right. It was Louisville. Louisville. No. Yeah. Boy, that Louisville. was that was irritating. We'll get to that more. Louisville. And uh, just the way some of these things were pronounced the other night at this game drove oh, me nuts. God. But uh, we'll get to college football in just a minute, Mike. The Riverhounds, the Riverhounds finished with a 0-0 score against the De- against Detroit soccer team. Uh, this finishes up the regular season playoffs. Are next, Mike, for the Riverhounds? So a lot of people, a lot of people are super excited about this uh, this Riverhounds playoff run. Hey, we finally have a team from Pittsburgh in a playoff. That's yes. doing something. This is this is a huge step up. Uh, finally, finally, we have the city of champions has someone contending for a championship. Who would have thought it would be broken? What's that, Derpy? The curse is broken. Well, we will see if they can get out of the first round. They got to get out of the first round because none of our teams have been able to do that, you know. Yeah, Uh, the Steelers can't make it to the playoffs, the Penguins can't get out of the first round. I don't know which is more depressing. And then you got the Pirates, yeah, and then you got the Pirates. You realistically hey, can't hey, even use they, their name they in the same sense as playoffs. Games. And if they get lucky and sign like five guys who are elite caliber players, they might they might sneak into the playoffs yeah, next year, baby. I you know I hope they do. I hope they they put something together again. I mean, this is a very young team that the Pirates had, and if you had a couple big arms to this rotation, I think that they could certainly be in the running in the sense of I mean, like look at these teams that make the playoffs: the Miami Marlins, the Philadelphia Phillies are you know doing what they're doing. So you know, in baseball, baseball is weird, especially once the playoff starts. The top five uh, records in the playoffs all eliminated immediately, mm-hmm. which which is mind blowing. I mean, you know, I mean, is, is, what's the, what is it? Is it the case of just giving too much? I mentioned this last week, and you're just you know run out of steam by the time com- comes the playoff. I don't get it. Again, top five teams right out the top. These teams outplayed everybody all season long. Tampa Bay all the way down to the Milwaukee Brewers in that top five spots. You just, I, I have a hard time wrapping my mind yeah. around that. In this sport, not one of the top five teams is able to advance further than the first run. That's crazy. Crazy. I think a lot of it, too, might have been, you know, 
like those lower teams, man, they've been playing playoff baseball since like the all-star game. Yeah. So they're used to these high pressure. Every game has been like must win for them to get in. So they're used to it. And when you're running away with the division, you cut, you take your foot off the gas. You know, we saw it, my God, back in 93 when the Penguins were steamrolling everyone, they get to the playoffs and then, you know, you're going to against an Island team that was scrapping to get in. They were in playoff mode. And that, that seems to be what's happening right now in baseball. You got the, the like elite teams are just running away with it. Tampa Bay squeezed 100 wins in their first 50 games somehow. You know what I mean? By the time yeah. playoffs come around, you've yeah, already been done playing your best baseball for five months. Yeah, you're, you're you know, how serious, you know, are you going to take the second half of the season when you're just so far ahead? Yeah. You know, and it, it's hard to flip the switch unless you have been there and consistently have done it. Right. I've seen, you know, seen the Cardinals do it. The Cardinals are yeah. a really good team at doing that. Um, besides for that, though, not many teams are really great. You know, that's one thing that you'll, you'll observe over time watching baseball is the best team certainly doesn't always win the World Series. No, no, uh-uh. That's the Because even when, you know, we mentioned last week, we mentioned last week about these Braves, Mike, when, when they were really oh, good God, when they were growing were... up in the 90s, uh, they, they just couldn't win the World Series. As good as they were, they did the one year, but they just couldn't as many times as they got to the World Series. It was just so hard for this team to close the deal. You had the three best pitchers in the league, you had three best pitchers in the league in your rotation. And you had a hard time closing that deal every year. Baseball, it's a whole different beast, man. It is. It, it's wild. I, I just hate baseball. It's, it's eh. I don't get it, man. It's play of baseball. I <clears throat> People want to say it's exciting, but it's to me, it's still just a baseball game. I think people are just there more drunk for it. I take that personal mic. Well, you, just, well, you should, Derp, because baseball sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Here's, here's something interesting for you guys, a little, a little baseball tidbit. The last seven years, 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and 23. If you didn't know, you may know, but if you didn't know, here's an interesting statistic for you or a fact. Those seven years, the Astros were in the American League Championship Series, all seven of them. Wow. The Houston Astros, the the lowly Astros from the NL Central forever. They were good enough to get in a couple years with their Bagwells and their Biggios Mm -hmm. and their Yep, uh, Bergman's and uh, everybody else, but this team, this Houston Astros team, seven straight years in the American League Championship Series. That's insane. And that is insane. insane. I don't get it. I don't get it. And they couldn't win. And they're always the team, you know. I mean, they were always the they were always the team in our division. But our thing thing was with our division, we were never good, you know. Yeah. And they could be that team, but now they're yeah. getting a chance over there in a strong American League. And and, and again, seven straight years in a chance. I, I, that's that's crazy. That's unheard of. It's not. I, I I hate that team. F them. F them. F them. The last F Pirates F no hitter was against the Astros. Mike, you know who that was. I don't. Combined. combined. Oh, Francisco Cordova and Ricardo Ricone. Yes, sir. Combined no hitter. I watched that game. I love that game. That was a great yeah. game. I was always a fan of uh, Cordova. And I like Cordova a lot, too. He, he was very consistent. He was good. He was consistent. I like yeah. Francisco Cordova a lot. And especially for that team, it was a, it was a lot of fun. It was one yeah. year. Yeah. And then, like, he did the playoffs. But, Ricardo uh, Ricone. He was like that, like your little stepbrother coming out of the right. bullpen. Like you, he was the guy you always rooted for because he always looked like he was in over his head. Yeah. Speaking of a guy like this, Mike, real quick, uh, do you, you remember when we were kids when the Pirates were good? Do you remember Ralphiel Belliard? 
Yeah, I remember him. He was always the guy that you didn't want to see up just because you had a team full of Bonzes and Bonillas and Van Slykes and, and everything Bells. else. Yeah, and then this guy. And then you would up. look, and they would they would be pinch hitting. It would put Ralphio Belliard in there. Mm-hmm. He was he was a defensive wizard. Like I mean, he you yeah. know you could put him in and, and uh, kind of do it. You know any any role position. Yeah. Thing. But he, he just couldn't hit. That kid could not hit. Nope. He couldn't hit. And I, I remember thinking that as a kid, thinking, oh, not Belliard. Forgot about her. Yeah. Forgot about him. But yeah, I remember. Man. And there was another one, too, I thought of the other day, Mike. Remember John Cangelosi? He would always prop the back of his shirt up real high when he went yep. to the bat. Yep. And it was always, always looked so uncomfortable because his shirt would be all the way up around his neck. And you remember that guy? Oh, God. He was another one I didn't want to see bat. No. Anybody that does that, I don't want to no, know. No, 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 yeah. You're, it, it just throws up your whole... How far out of it are you? Way. Yeah, you're, the you're, only you're person, not right you know. that. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're worrying about the wrong things. That's you're right, thing. right. You're worrying I, about the wrong thing. I understand, you know, you want to look good, feel good, so you play good, but that's just nuts. Yeah. He looked ridiculous. College football. I go backwards. Even... Be careful. College football on Saturday. A lot of a lot of a lot of crazy things happen, Mike. I'm gonna start with your team because your team fared very well. We better of uh Penn State 63, UMass zero. Hey, you know, when you face a powerhouse like UMass, you're lucky to score 20, <laughs> let alone 56, baby. Um without but, skipping a beat, I'm also gonna jump to Derby's team for a moment, and I, I think some of you guys know why. Uh, number three, the number three co- team in the country, Ohio State, beats Purdue forty-one to seven. Purdue, UMass, what's the difference? <laughs> you know, one's a chicken, one's a no. But we got UMass getting uh, getting slaughtered by Penn State. Ohio State beating Purdue. The only reason I'm bringing it to the, your attention like this is because this Saturday at twelve o'clock, one of the biggest games in both of these two teams is scheduled coming up. One of these two teams has to lose this weekend. You have Penn State. You have Ohio State. These are one of the couple games that you really get excited about if you're not a uh, Big Ten guy because it's, it's a game that is usually between two undefeated teams at this point in the season. Michigan also being another game you could put in this conversation. But this week, guys, 12 o'clock, Penn State, Ohio State, at Ohio State, this doesn't get any better for me because the two of you, that's your teams. Mike, Derpy, who's going to win? Ohio State. Derpy. Fox with their money views. What? I think the real winner here is Derpy got his um, fire alarm fixed. Yeah, we're not hearing that going <laughs> off in the background. I was going to fucking kill you. I, Ohio I couldn't, State. Ohio I, State. I couldn't believe I almost, I almost lost my mind one day. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation for another day. Derby, Ohio. you say Ohio State, Mike. I I think that you're being a little um a, a little too something because I think I, I legitimately think that Penn State has a shot in this game. I, I really think that Penn State has a legitimate shot. Do I think they have a great shot? I don't think they have the greatest shot, but you know what? I think they could win this game. They can. As do I. Like Penn State has a really good defense. Um, so does Ohio State, but you know Penn State has a really really good running game. Um. Two really good running backs. That's what I'm uh, saying. They got a nice team up there, Mike. They do. They do. But, like, like our quarterback, like I was telling you yesterday at, at the studio, he was like, what, completes like 20 passes and has under 200 yards with 300 touchdowns somehow or three touchdowns somehow right. in a game. Like, he's frustrating to watch. I'm glad he's in there. I didn't like our 
Clifford before him. Yeah. Uh, like this was kid, a Clifford I, he, fan? I was never a big Sean Clifford fan. No, he no. was too wildly inconsistent for me. Yeah. Uh, Alar, he's like, I think he, next year, he's going to make that big jump where you're going to see like 200, 300, 400 passing yard games. I think those numbers are going to go up right now. He's still being a little hesitant because his first go around as a starter and going into into the horseshoe. I think it might be a bit too much for him. A lot of the other guys on the team, they've been there, done that. <clears throat> mm. I would be more comfortable if this game was at Penn State, at Happy Valley, but going to the horseshoe, I think it's going to be a close game. I think Ohio State might blow it up at the end where the score is going to look, oh, my God, like it was a blow. But if you watch the game, I think it's going to be like two late touchdowns at the end. Ohio yeah. State will win by like 14, 13, 14 in that range. Weird stuff will happen at the end. Uh, Derpy, yes. What's your, what's your assessment on this game? I, I I'm excited. I, I'm intrigued. I'm pulled in. I I'm not a um Big Ten guy. I not a big. I'm not a really a fan of either of these teams. But myself, like a lot of other people, this week is going to say, "Hey, look at this Big Ten showdown between Penn State and Ohio State." Um, what do you think, man? I'd say whoever wins this game probably has a good shot at the conference. You hear that, Mike? The conference. Uh... I don't know. Penn State, Penn State still has to go through Michigan. Halfway Penn there. State. If you win against Ohio State, you should have confidence, though, and say, you know what? We can beat uh, Oh, yeah. I, I hope. I hope. But Michigan's D-line last year just shredded our offensive line. Big and, Ten championship as well. So. Yeah. yeah. And we still have, like, you know, in this game, man, Marvin Harrison Jr., Kalen King, I think that's going to be a battle right there. Marvin Harrison Jr. might be one of the best wide receivers in the in the in in college right now. Kalen King's one of the better corners in college. He's garnering some buzz. So it's going to be – that's going to be a fun battle. And, you know, hey, it's Ohio State week. We That's the only game that matters. We go Penn State's 0-0. Zero and zero. That's our record right now. And we're going to take down the big badass from Ohio State, the big bullies. It's going to be a great game. I can't wait to watch it. And we're going to go Ugh. back and forth a little bit with you two the rest of the week and maybe I'm do some – I'm nervous about uh, this game. We'll do some adventure. We'll do we'll do some fun stuff throughout the week with this game because um, it only comes around once a year, so. Yeah. The, the only – my only – like Ohio State's defense, I didn't realize they were giving up 263 yards allowed a game. That's, That's a lot. Urgent. That's a lot. That's in favor of Penn State there. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I think they can just pass all over Penn State. I always think that. I get, Derby, I get, give me, get nervous. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. I'm just nervous. I'm just I'm always nervous in Penn State games, but it's these big games right here. Football makes you really nervous, don't it? College football does. College Steeler games I don't care about anymore. Like I care. They win, I'm happy. If they lose, I'm looking okay. But Penn State, I can't watch a Penn State game anymore. I am a complete irrational idiot when I watch Penn State play. <laughs> Derpy. Uh I, early I need pick. to know the outcome before I watch. Sorry. Early pick Derpy. What do you think? What do you think the final score of this game is gonna be? And who do you think is gonna win? Um, I'm going to go 42-24. Cool. Ohio State? Yeah. Mike. Dur we were on the same thought process. I'm going to go like Ohio State, like, oh, let's say like 42-30, 42-28 in that range. Like I said, it's going to be a close game, and then I have a feeling like maybe like a late Ohio State touchdown, and then like a pick six at the end, forcing the ball. When you were describing the scenario to me, Mike, on how you think the game's going to play out, the, the, the score literally popped in my head, 40 to 27. Yeah, it's going to be you, in that range. As you were saying, going to be a close game. It's going to be something late that happens that makes mm -hmm. it not look so close. 
40 to 27 popped in my head and it's wild because you both basically picked in that general yeah. neighborhood. So here we go, guys. It's, it's, a, it's all, it's almost here again. This is why we love the sport. These big games, they come around. Sometimes mm-hmm. your team wins. Sometimes your team loses. Yeah. Any way you slice it, guys, it's football. Football is here. It could be a lot worse. We could be in April, and this could be just the beginning of baseball season. So let's uh, be thankful for these games, you know, and then especially these big games. All right. Also in college football over the weekend, big game between uh, number 21 Notre Dame and number 10 USC. Notre Dame coming off the loss to Louisville last week. They lost by 13 points. This week they beat the number 10 USC Trojans by 28 points four touchdowns uh total in this game or final in this game was notre dame 48 usc 20 mike um what what is notre dame and what you know when when exactly are they going to join the rest of the world they like to be their own little independent thing they have their own network that plays their games they just want to be special and I think if they why, want to be why? special like that, they should not be eligible for bowl games. You got to join, right. join a conference. You got to play by the by, play by the rules. Yeah, yeah, play by the rules like everyone else. Like they don't have to go through a conference championship game. They don't have, you know, they play USC and then they play what all the um, service academies. Yeah, get the f out of here. Uh, yeah, come on. I just I've never been impressed with Notre Dame. You know. They're over overhyped every year. It makes Ohio State know. look good, though. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, I, I just State, say, I think yeah. like if Notre Dame would join a conference, what happened to Penn State would happen to Notre Dame because Penn State we were independent for so long we just steamrolled everyone. We joined the Big Ten and you know we got we got checked. It took a long time for Penn State to you know, get back to prominence and we still have trouble against you know Ohio State, Michigan. And if Notre Dame were to join like the Big Ten, they would have the same issues. You know what had the same issue? Last week I was reading an article that the uh, Big Ten considered Pitt in the expansion last summer. Ooh. That is one thing that I don't want. I don't I, I don't want to be Temple. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like being in the ACC. I, I think that would happen. That, like, well, I don't geez, I mean, to be mean to Pitt. about Ohio State is nobody beats Ohio State. Nobody beats Michigan. And a lot of times there's always one other team, whether it be Penn State, Michigan State, uh, you know, a Wisconsin, Ohio, like a Wisconsin, uh, Iowa, everyone, Iowa, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? It's a very, uh, in the long term, I think they could be okay. Cause you would, you would continue to work to build, to be a strong big 10 mm-hmm. uh, school. But I just thought to myself, man, could you imagine this yeah. two and uh, four team being in that big 10 oh. conference? Uh, we'll get more to pit in one moment. And, and then right there real quick, you'd be recruiting against not just Penn state, but Michigan, Ohio state for all your players in this area now. Yeah, to where ooh, that'd be rough. But they had um again. I'll get to Pitt in one moment. Uh, yeah. So Notre Dame forty-eight, USC twenty. That's a bad game by Caleb Williams. Now everyone's one wants to say he's a bust. You know, he has one bad game and he's a no longer a top prospect. Apparently, hey, got to be perfect. I guess uh, right? you can't. Yeah, you can never have a bad game. Just remember, Tom Brady, and Dan Marino never had bad games. Yeah. Also, number seven, Washington Ooh. beats number eight, Oregon, 36 to 33. 36 to 33. Amazing game. Missed field goal at the end. Missed field goal at the end. A whole lot of Northwest. Also yeah. in the ACC. I want to real quick, you had Bo Nix and Michael Fenix Jr., two people that two quarterbacks that are talked about and you know first round picks we got a lot of first round picks in these scores this week because we do have uh 
a gentleman we just spoke about, of course, Caleb Williams. These two quarterbacks from this game, Drake May in the uh, number 12, North Carolina. They beat Miami, who was number 25, by 10, 41 to 31. And finally, the last game in the uh, college football that I do want to mention is this Pitt-Louisville game. Uh, they, they came to town really expecting to blow Pittsburgh out of the water. I don't know. I don't know too many people that, that would have jumped on the pit bandwagon. However, the quarterback, Christian Veyer, Christian Veyer is how we pronounce his name, guys. We're, we're just pre- choosing how we pronounce letters. Exactly. I think now. they just made, I think they just made a name up because it has nothing to do with the name no. that I'm, I'm reading no. off the paper. No, not even like the French are going, no, that's not, no. That, that's not right. So Christian Veyer becomes the first pit quarterback to upset a top 25 team in his first start. The last being Kenny Pickett knocked off number two, Miami in 2017. Christian Veyer pulls off the upset guys, 38 to 21. A lot, a lot of help from that defense, mm-hmm. especially a interception in the second half by MJ Devonshire takes the, uh, takes the interception to the house, pick six, 86 yards. Of course, MJ Devonshire from Aliquippa. Pitt wins over number 14, Louisville, 38 to 21. Pitt's remaining schedule looks like this. Next, they have Wake Forest. The following week, they have number 21, Notre Dame. <laughs> and then number four, Florida State, <laughs> Syracuse, Boston College, and then number 17, Duke. So you're halfway through the season. You're two and four. You beat Wofford. In the upset against Louisville, now you have three, three of your last six games, half your half your remaining games are against uh, ranked teams within the top 21, 21 Notre Dame, which I think they go up, they're going to go up today or late yesterday, depending, yep. uh, number four, Florida State, and number 17, Duke. So I, I think that this, this a lot of this pit season, you're going to see the, the rest of the way, Mike, is just one of these typical Pittsburgh mm-hmm. brawling type teams, like we talk about kind of where the Steelers fall this year. You know, it's it's going to be, you know, it, uh, crap. We have to kind of go to Pittsburgh and play now. And uh, these guys don't have anything to play for, but they're going to try to knock people out. They're going to yeah. try to be the spoiler. And we've seen this pit team do this many times before, actually, especially against ranked teams. So it's going to be a wild ride the rest of the way. I don't know where they're going to finish. They have to win, what, six games to be bull eligible? Yeah, they're going to win four. They're going to beat all three unranked opponents and one more upset to be ele- just bull eligible. That's going to be a tough or they could have. beat the three teams that aren't ranked and then one of the um bull team or one of the ranked teams. Yeah, that's what I meant. Syracuse, yeah, Boston yeah. College. That's what I meant. My bad. And then if you could upset Notre Dame. I, I wish I hope they upset Notre Dame. That'll be a fun one. Uh yeah, that might be the only game this year I root for Pitt to win. Because of the three of the uh Notre Dame, Florida State, and Duke, I, I would much rather the biggest upset I would like to see would be mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Just because oh, I would of, love it. It would be great. And yeah. it's at Pitt, correct? Yes. Yeah. And we do. And we, we have a pretty good we have a pretty good track record. They they have an overall series against us, but mm-hmm. they were in you know we played Notre Dame many times. Yeah. We've had you know pretty decent success. I'll, but, I'll, uh, I'm rooting for the upset. Starts with Wake Forest next week. I believe the Syracuse game is up at um, Yankee Stadium. Oh wow! If I'm not mistaken, the two of those I think teams that's right. And uh, so that'll be fun. So you know what? The season's not over. It's going to be fun. A lot of yeah, speculation you're right. going it's on. Yankee a lot of speculation. That's an interesting to play. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It's going to be fun. A lot of speculation around the head coach. Is he going to go somewhere else? Um, who knows? But you know what? There's still six games, three of them ranked. One's at Yankee Stadium. 
Let's go, Pitt. H2P. And guess okay. what? Uh, you know, we, we still got MJ. We still got guys that, uh, from Aliquippa. So we will be keeping close, a close eye on this team, no matter how many team, how many games they don't win. <laughs> I like the way you phrase that. <laughs> <laughs> they had, Mike, they had an attendance of 46,926 at the game Saturday night. I don't know if you left the house in this area, which uh, you may or may not have, but it was nasty. It was nasty out. It was that cold rain. Mm-hmm. It was coming down in these sheets. You, you know what I'm talking about, where it's just, it's uncomfortable if you're out in it. You get really wet really fast, and it just kind of sits on you because it's not a torrential downpour. It's just it's these, these sheets of kind of a light, cold rain. But uh, they still managed to put out almost 47,000 people come came down to Acreshore to cheer on Pitt on uh, Saturday night, and it helped. So uh, great job. Great job. To the NFL, Mike. NFL. Ooh, Derpy. What a weekend. The AFC North goes 3-0 and while the Pittsburgh Steelers sit idle. We couldn't get any help. No help. No help at all. None whatsoever. There were upsets. There's no undefeated teams left. And it's most madness. important, and most importantly, in my opinion, we beat the Browns in the San Francisco 49ers, lost to the Browns. You know what? I'm not comparing them, so don't get me wrong. Don't jump down my throat, everybody. But you know what? I think it's pretty damn funny. It is. See, like we caught them at the right time. Yeah. I, I, I think we've said that before about sports, man. It's all about when you catch a team. Yeah, you're right. And we got lucky. Bounces won our way. Absolutely. I I, I, like. I still don't know how we beat that Browns. San Francisco scored 17 points. That's all. They only scored 17 against this Cleveland defense. So you see what I'm saying? I and 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 I don't listen. I'm not the kind of guy. I know both you guys are. You come in and you got to you know derby. I know you like to come and say I told you, but I'm going to go back just just to last week three times. Once on this show. And one time on two other shows, I did mention that the Browns, uh, I said, could the Browns be that team to beat San Francisco? And everybody says, no, it's not going to happen. This team is way too good. They're moving on on all cylinders. I said, you watch, though. This could be the trap game. And uh, sure enough, it was. I had a feeling. I had a strong feeling because the Browns are that team, too. They're, they're like Pittsburgh in a sense. They're from mm-hmm. the AFC North. They're scrappy. And you don't want to face this team when you're, when, you're not, uh, when you're not fully prepared as the 49ers. Again, you only see this team once every four years. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I didn't think that it was out of this world. I thought that it was going to be very difficult for the Cleveland Browns to score any points in this game. You know, uh, of course, against this, the San Francisco defense for one. You know, and then you don't have Deshaun Watson, which in my mind is, is that's, that's that, a whole nother story for a whole nother day as well. I think that was it's, an upgrade. Mike says it's an upgrade. And this team, they managed to, they, they get a win against uh, the 49ers. Derpy, you're, you, you, you're amongst um, Cleveland folk. People got to be pretty excited after this win. Yes. I mean, were they, were they, were they, are they ecstatic? Are they like they are when they beat the Steelers? Is it like, you know, is it party time in Cleveland? It's like they're Super Bowl. That's what I thought. Yeah. Remember the Steelers, the, the Browns used to go one in 15. And they, it was like they won the Super Bowl because oh, they yeah. beat the Steelers. They're the one, they're one win of the year. But yeah. like, but like the Browns. We managed to lose that one game and we'd be, oh, you yeah. know, 11 and five. Yep. And like the, the Browns, they, they had a smart game plan. They just ran the ball. You know, 160 yards, they ran the ball 34 times. That's yes. that's what they needed to do. And if Deshaun Watson is quarterback, do you think they run the ball that much? Or nope. do you think nope. they try and justify that $250 million contract? 
And that's Another why I think Cleveland it, blunder, baby. That's why I think that was you know it was an upgrade to have have him in there, even though you know PJ Walker threw two picks, but still you know, I Sean's in there. It might have been higher. Yeah, and they wanted to force it, and you know San Francisco they had a bad game. You know, shit happens. You know, coming from West Coast to the East Coast, playing in the rain. Eh. Yeah, we have tough they, times. They, they do that too. You yeah, know, we go out west and we see what happens. You know, you, you tend to sit the bed. So, I, I think, I think, I think San Fran's going to rebound. I don't think Cleveland really offensively is going to build off of this because we saw what happened the last time they were running the ball well. That's when they had uh, Baker Mayfield and they just totally changed their offensive tactic. So, oh, I expect them to totally screw this up somehow. Oh yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I never worry about the Browns. No matter yeah. how good they get or how much uh-huh. hype there is, I just don't. I don't ever worry about them because I know yeah. they're going to shoot themselves in the foot. They they. If, if you think otherwise, you're crazy. And if you think that I'm wrong, go back and look at the numbers through history. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This team just shits the bed. That's what they do. Matter of fact, they're Browns. They're brown shits brown. It, it yeah. all it all adds up. They're gonna it's, they're it's, gonna waste this defense that is playing at a high level. Oh, one of the best defenses in the league right now. They are. It's it's filthy to watch them play, man. Like, it, they're they're just nasty. They're little, they're all over action the action before the game. It looked like Joey Porter back in the day. Oh yeah, Trent uh, Williams trying to fight all the Browns. He looked like a like a, he looked like Shaq in China. The size of this guy compared to everybody else in <laughs> that that unbelievable yeah. guy. He's huge. Yeah, it's nuts. Nuts. Uh, he he's a beast. Best tackle in football, but yeah, this Browns defense—they're going to get wasted. It's going to be—I'm glad it's happening to them. Uh, Baltimore Ravens—they beat Tennessee. Tennessee oh. is somebody that's in our—it's in our road coming up. We'll talk about mm-hmm. more about that shortly. Uh, they win that game. That's first thing in the morning on Sunday. They win twenty-four to sixteen, and also the Bengals—the Bengals squeak by Seattle in a close game, seventeen to thirteen. Nonetheless, that was a win, and that gives our division, again, three wins this weekend while we were off. Couldn't get any help. No help at all. None whatsoever. Like, in Tennessee, like, oh, God, they had a big blunder before the half. All, all this stuff to where, like, they could have won, but you know, they couldn't get out of their own way. Yeah. Around the rest of the league, it looked like this. Of course, on Thursday night, we all watched the Chiefs beat the Broncos 19-8. to as I just mentioned, the Ravens beat Tennessee 9.30 in the morning across the pond on uh, Sunday, 24-16. The Dolphins, 42. The Panthers, 21. Panthers were up early in this game, but you know what? Nobody was really tricked by that. Yeah. Miami's just too good. Um, again, I noticed, uh, you know, it's probably going to take a week or two to get the uh, the vending machine out there in, in any playing situation. I don't know if he played or not. I didn't see any <laughs> He did numbers. not play. Okay. He was, he was inactive. Okay, so we're, we're keeping an eye on that. That's the Chase Claypool watch. Of course, everybody knows that I'll keep an eye on that till the day he retires. Like Tyreek um, Hill, through six games, has almost a thousand yards receiving. He's looking. Yes, yes, he, he, sure he, does. he might. He might have two thousand yards receiving this year. He might. Uh, Texans. The Texans upset the Saints twenty to thirteen. Mike. Um, a little summary on this. Anything, any any information on the quarterback, C.J. Stroud, any C. information? C.J. Stroud looked good. You know, he did throw his first career interception. Yeah, but what, it what's did, the story on it that? It did not result in a turnover. He he gets picked off, you know, and the Saints are running it back. And, and you know, the Texans players rallied to the ball, cause a fumble, and they recovered. First down Texans. Like, this kid is just having an unbelievable start to his career, you know. 
that that's when you know like right now luck is on your side and you know just keep capitalizing on it you know at this point mike after six weeks of football who is your front runner for the rookie of the year mm. right now i'm gonna i'm taking cj stroud he's just yeah. playing usually you know they're they're gonna look at quarterbacks first unless there's a running back or wide receiver who's going completely ham and i i haven't really checked the rookie stats yet but I'm I'm impressed by CJ Stroud and right now he's my front runner. I he's just so good right he's now. He's the guy that you hear Same. about the most like this. You know what I mean? You always hear mm-hmm. it's the CJ Stroud watch. Then he, he's he's been amazing. He's only yeah. through the one interception. I would have to agree with you at this point. CJ Stroud Derpy, is there any reason to think anybody else at this point should be the front runner for the rookie of the year at this moment? No. No. I, I agree. I agree 100 percent Derpy always a man. Derpy. Man, man, of, all, few man of many words. Man, yeah. <laughs> the um, next game is the Commanders over the Falcons. Some might call this an upset. Commanders win this game 24 to 16 over the Falcons. Um, Mike, anything about this game that interests you? Uh, other than uh, Desmond Riddler just, you know, throwing pick after pick to lose that game. Really? Is that, like, is that, oh, what, is that what happened down there? Yeah. Yeah. He threw a, a game losing interception. His coach was none too pleased. Maybe if you had got a few more reps in preseason, it wouldn't just be a little bit more, result. just a little bit more. Uh, Jacksonville 37, Colts 20. Mike, is there, um, is this Jacksonville team going to win this AFC South? I mean, there's been some raising questions about, you know, Tennessee's not doing bad. The Colts aren't doing bad. Again, the, the rookie down in Houston. But is there uh, any legit shot that any of these other three teams win the AFC South that's not the Jacksonville Jaguars? I think the Jags are just a little bit ahead of the the rest of those teams like yeah. all of them are kind of rebuilding and they they had a jump on the rebuild uh yeah the jakes aren't great but they're good they're good enough you know yeah but you know four two uh, it's nothing you know it's not nothing to laugh at but you know you know the texans and the colts right there three and three but I, I think they're just a little bit a little bit ahead and right now as well as cj stroud's playing uh, i'm still gonna take um uh, what's his name golden boy Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Fabio. Yeah. Fabio down there in Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence right now, just because he has a little more, you know, he's been through this. This is like his third, fourth year. Yeah. He's a beast. He's a good. Yeah. I think Um, they're going to, those two are going to have some battles going down. Speaking of battles when, on um, Clemson and Fabio was in college and they took on the LSU uh, Tigers and Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, the next game I want to talk about here. Mike, this Bengals team gets it done. Joe Burrow gets outperformed by Geno Smith. <laughs> Geno Smith throws for 323 yards, and Joe Burrow throws for 185. The only difference was Joe Burrow threw two touchdowns and a pick, and uh, mm-hmm. Geno only threw – he threw two interceptions. But, um, Mike, Joe Burrow, is, is, is he coming back around? My thing is this. I think I'm going to consider him coming back around when this team starts winning games by more than four points. Yeah. Um, you know, the team that I that I remember seeing last year was a team that was scoring, you know, 40 to 20, you know, big, 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 big yep. chunks of win like that. And we have yet to see that from this Bengals team. And this is such an odd approach that the Bengals are taking, in my in my opinion, because they're letting him play the whole way through his injury. And, and that's uh, that's that's a road that is very, very rarely traveled, man. It is, too, because like you can re-aggravate it, you know, right. And like. like they, they end up being in a worse position than he yeah. is now. They probably which... should, yeah, like, should have missed at least like the first couple games of the, of the season. Let them, you know, let them heal them properly. And then 
going out trying to play for it, that can make it worse. That can mess with his confidence. Usually, you know, he's so calm and cool and collected, and he doesn't seem like his, you know, normal self out there. So maybe they should have, you know, sat him down for a couple weeks. But, you know, he was efficient in this game. That's the best way to describe it. He wasn't dominant like he always was. He did enough to win. Yeah, he only had the one pick, but, you know, he did enough to – to help the team win and that's all you can ask for right now out of him i don't think he's going to be the guy to go out there and go toe-to-toe right now with like josh allen or um or or Mahomes. but eventually i think he's going to work himself back he's too good not to work himself back into that position other leaders for the Bengals yesterday uh chase had six catches for 80 yards joe mixon 12 carries for 38 yards again was any anything but a dominant performance by the Bengals, but nonetheless they still win they improved their record to three and three. And um, again, we, we, we could have, we could have used a loss by one of these teams in the division yeah. yesterday. Like, and, and like Seattle had ample opportunities to win that game. They just, yes, they, they did. just blew it. Frustrating. Yes, they did. I hate playing um, Seattle. Mike, the Vikings, the Mike Vikings get a, a Win finally. Well, they got a second win. Second these win. two teams were playing yesterday were the battle of teams with one win. The Bears hosting the Vikings. The Vikings, Mike, they pulled off 19 to 13. You commented on something. You said it's weird seeing uh, Kurt Cousins out there not throwing to his, his main guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I, I know very little about Kurt Cousins. And let me explain how Derby, what I'm talking about. Did you know, and, and Mike was 100% sure. I, I looked. Did you know that Kurt Cousins came out of the same draft as RG3? I no. literally, I, I, that seems like it was forever ago with RG3. He played his whole career. He had his injuries. He came back. He played again. He played for Baltimore. That was the same draft. Mm-hmm. Back then, that's, that's kind of like the strategy teams would do. They take that quarterback high, then they would take one late, you know, in case one of them flamed out and they find a diamond in the rough. It's kind of like what, and that's what happened there. But Kurt Cousins, he's been around forever, but he hasn't. He's put he puts up numbers, but he doesn't win these big games. He's not a big yeah. game quarterback. Don't win he, many he's, he's, a yeah, he's not a he's not he's a, a game winner. No, he, he's a he's a stat putter up. A stat putter up. I like yeah, that. that's the best I can describe it. Two hundred sixty six touchdowns, one hundred nine picks. Good ratio. My God, no, it's yeah. really good. Sixty six percent completion percentage, thirty eight thousand yards. But what what memorable win does he have? Yeah. None that I could think of. Not like he great fantasy football numbers in the clutch. He's not the guy. San Francisco and Cleveland. I'm looking right now at the the, the leaders in this game. Walker outperforms Purdy with 192 passing yards to Purdy's 125. Ford outperforms McCaffrey, 17 carries for 84 yards. McCaffrey. 111 11 carries for 43 yards. Amari Cooper, four catches, 108 yards. And Brandon Ayuk from the 49ers had four catches for 76 yards. A battle of good defense. You know, oh, defenses yeah. on both of these teams are amazing. Um, generally, it's a surprising thing. Again, I, I, I kind of I just had this feeling about it, but you know what? The Browns, they do these things. They do these things. They do these mm-hmm. things. I mentioned it last week when they played the Patriots about 10 years ago and the Patriots were undefeated one of the years. And they ended up around week six beating, being the first team to beat 
the Patriots, the Browns, you know, and then they're obviously over, you know, overmatched. The 49ers are just, they're jam packed yeah. with talent. Um, but as we mentioned earlier, Cleveland's defense is so good. It's kind of, you know, they're going to be that AFC North team. They're just like everybody else in the AFC North right now. There's yep. a chance we could beat you and there's a chance that we don't. It's going to be unpredictable yep. to the end of the year. That's the AFC North right now. Out, you know, the, in, you know, the offense for San Francisco, they drove down in field goal range, idiot kicker, wide right. Yeah. You know, it, like it, by the skin of their teeth, the Browns team made it out. And Coincidentally, on a day that the Bills played the Giants. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Throw back to Some Scott will get Norwood. the reference. Scott Some Norwood, will. baby. I, got yeah, I feel bad for that kicker. I felt bad for that kicker because his entire family showed up and he chokes yeah. at the end. That's why I don't his, ever tell family about anything I'm unless doing. Unless his like, dad was like, hey, son, uh, we took the Browns and the points. Yeah. You must be missing that kick. I remember All when I was I a know kid. Is if you betted the Browns yesterday, you would have made a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I remember being a kid. I would never tell my parents when I was playing. I, I, I don't know. I, I You don't want that don't. pressure? Well, yeah. And then when I fail... Yeah, I look, you know, ten times as stupid. So yeah, I don't think I don't think my parents ever came to any of my sporting events. <laughs> I used to lie to them all the time, tell them that they terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Patriots, Patriots take the L to the Raiders, Mike. The Raiders, twenty-one uh, seventeen. I, I guess the the silver lining you could take away from this, if you are a Patriots fan, your team scored more than three points in uh, you know eight quarters. They put up <laughs> seventeen points in this game, Mike. Raiders twenty-one. Patriots 17, uh, Jimmy and, Garoppolo over his old team. Yeah, Jimmy G over his old team. Uh, Mac Jones looking lost and confused as always. And then, wow. And, and they're, they are calling for Bill Belichick's head. There's talks of like, should he, should this be the end of Bill Belichick in New England? Seven yeah. Super Bowls does not give you apparently more than like a season and a half to, uh, you don't have that quarterback though. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. You well, don't have the quarterback. Yeah. He thought, he thought Mac Jones was going to be the guy. He kind of showed it a little. Little shot of life his rookie year, but ooh, he's been. But this is exactly what we were talking about, Mike. When you you have to have that quarterback yep. if you're going to be a, a competitor in this league. If you don't have him, you're mm -hmm. just going out there to make yep. money. If you you need that guy. Yep. Um, Lions Buccaneers big battle of first place teams in the NFC. Lions twenty Buccaneers six. Gotta like what the Lions are doing. Yeah, that you know we've been talking about them, talking them up for what two years now, mm -hmm. and they're finally coming. They're coming through. Yeah. Did I pick the Bucks? I think I picked the Bucks. I don't know. I don't want to talk I, about it till tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, but I can't remember. But you know, this line seemed—they're looking really, really good. And you know, like Amon Ross St. Brown, he—he's entering that conversation as one of the elite receivers in the league. He's making Jared Goff look look beautiful. Yeah, they couldn't run the ball for shit. My God, the 22, 22 carries, forty yards. So. Whew. That run he, he always comes back to me that. with this. Jared Goff is that thirteen to three Super Bowl loss. Yeah, who only scores three points in a Super Bowl? Exactly. Nobody. They're the only yeah. team ever to score three points or less. Yeah. So I, I just never been a big believer in Jared Goff. No, like he puts up really good numbers, but he just doesn't. He, I just don't. He's the guy, but you know, he's playing really Rams, well. Rams Steelers. Uh, they're in our crosshairs. They played the Cardinals yesterday, Mike. The Rams get the win, twenty six to nine. Over the Cardinals. Uh, you... Coming back looking pretty good. Like he hasn't yeah. lost a step. Seven catches, 148 yards. They got nice receivers out there. You got to, uh -huh. it's going to be, it's going to be a good game. We'll uh, get more into that in just a moment. We got Steelers stuff that we're going to talk about. The Eagles at the Jets. This was another fun one. Big upset. Ooh. Jets 
20, Eagles 14. There are none. There are no undefeated teams left in the NFL. The old-timers in Miami, if they're still alive, they were partying last night. Champagne balls were popped. There are no undefeated teams left in the NFL. And whew, it's going to be a good night for all the MILFs up in New York. Zach Wilson, baby, he's on the prowl after that yeah. big win. And I tell you what, this makes the, the 49ers-Eagles game more exciting, the fact that one of them yeah. that they're both going to have one loss. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to see them both undefeated, but you know what? If one's going to lose, I'm glad that both of them lost. Yeah, and I tell you what, know. man, like this Jets defense, man. If they if they yeah, had their yeah. if they had their full complement of players on the offense like they thought, they could be one of those teams that would be in the hunt for they'd be in know, the hunt. Yeah, one Especially of the best teams. Was, absolutely. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Mike. Uh, finally, the last game of the weekend uh, before tonight, of course, was the Bills hosting the Giants. <laughs> we referred to this game earlier. Bills win 14 to nine, but you know what? It, it certainly wasn't an easy one. The Jets oh. or the Giants were up six nothing, I think, even in the third quarter at one point. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Bills scored a touchdown, made it seven to six Buffalo. And then the Giants kicked a field goal and it was nine to seven. I mean, it was getting late in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, Buffalo scores, puts it away. But you know what? No, none, none of the none of the good teams really fared too great this weekend there wasn't uh even even the case of, of the miami dolphins they you know they won by a couple you know quite a few touchdowns three touchdowns but it none of the none of the top teams looked really dominant no uh-uh. it's like they all had a bad bad week yeah and you know it, it's bound to happen but it, it just shows you man like some of these teams man that are like on that bubble they're not that far off from making the right. jump to elite, like a player here, player there, or, you know, one more year of development, they're going to make that leap. And that's what the NFL wanted, man. They wanted a handful of just a really good teams and then everyone else right there fighting along and just yeah, keeping it balanced, keeping it competitive. And, you know, it's a fun week of football for like to watch upset score wise. It wasn't that exciting. Yeah. You know, right. A lot of, a lot of low scoring games, but they were tight, competitive games. I mean, that's that's what you. That's what I want to see when I watch a game. I want to watch a good competitive game. Last game of the weekend is tonight. Cowboys at Chargers. I, I don't know if it's it's just me, but I, I really feel like we're seeing too much of the Cowboys on TV. But anyway, Cowboys America's team, baby, at Los Angeles to play <laughs> the Chargers. I, I for one have a certain interest in this Chargers team. I, I really like Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. and um and as Mike mentioned many times on this show leading up to this point that uh, the coaching does this team no favors down there in Los Angeles. None. Uh, they they just need to give this quarterback to Pittsburgh. I, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'll take it. Would them. be a nice Christmas present. You know, is it for for a sultry price of a fourth round pick? You know, just send them over. You know what? I could dig into our lineup and find some other people we could throw in as well. We'll, we'll throw in Mason Cole too, and we'll just pluck someone out of the stands to the center. Yeah. So, but that wraps up the uh, week, the week schedule. Speaking mm-hmm. of schedules, Mike, I do want to mention in Derpy, the Steelers' next five games look like this. Of course, we played the Rams this week. The guys are ready, getting ready for them now. However, the following three games are all home games. Again, like the beginning of the season, we had the first two to start out. The next three, three in a row, home. Jacksonville, home. Tennessee, home. Green Bay, home. And then the fifth game, they go on the road to play Cleveland. So, again, I think this is going to be very much like last year. You're just going to see sloppy. You're going to see defense. You're going to see low scoring. 
You're going to see mistakes. You're going to see mistakes taken advantage of. But these next five games, again, three in a row at home. I don't know how much that's playing to our advantage because, um, you know, it doesn't really seem like it's made too much of a difference for us this year. But three in a row at home, I, I just think that's weird in general. That is weird. Normally you, you get two and that's it. Now three. Right. You don't see more than two. No, get it now. Get them out of the way before. Because if the season goes off the rails, there's going to be a lot of empty seats there. I have early in the season the stadium full. But going into that Cleveland game, man, we, we have the potential of being, what, six and two? Five and three yeah, going into I mean, that Cleveland game. And, yeah. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Or seven and two. Seven and two. Seven and two. Yeah. So seven and two, six and three going into that Cleveland game. That would be huge. Because then the week after you got the Bengals. These next one, two, three, four, five, six games are huge. huge yeah. to see. And in my what opinion, kind of team we're, they what kind should of team we're be winnable be? games. They yes. should be. Every game on. On our schedule remaining, I'm looking at it. They're all winnable games. But they're also all losable games. You know, yeah. we're <laughs> yeah. There's there's real no like the Bengals right now aren't playing that well, and that's like they're really the only team that really I want to catch them me. before they take off because they're yeah. going to take off at some point. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only offense that really scares me. No other offense on here scares me. Okay, maybe the Rams a little bit. But, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but like. Jags offense, Titans, Packers, Browns, Bengals. That's the Bengals. That's the only offense that scares me. But we might dump dump luck ourselves into a ten win season somehow. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I, Even though I, I, as bad as we were playing, we can win ten games or we can lose ten games. I agree. <laughs> we are this team is so schizophrenic right now. It's we have a handful of like star players. And if they don't play well, we're we're screwed. But they're all scattered about. Everybody. Oh, and when I say everybody, ones. I mean everybody is aware of the Fire Canada signs. Fire oh, Canada God, pops yes. up at the Buffalo Bills tailgate party yesterday. Bills Mafia showing out. Bills hosting the Giants. And they're they're repping the uh the, the Fire Canada signs. Uh, I don't know the story on this, but I also seen that the state capitol. The uh, Fire Canada signs made its way to the state capital. Oh my God. Again, I, I, I just think this is kind of <laughs> funny wild. at this point. It's you know, how, how far can this go? How, where else are we going to see this? Maybe on uh, USA or not, uh, what's one of the ABC Today? You like, see the people yeah, in the background the today, holding yeah. signs. We'll have the Fire Canada sign. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't, we should, we should take it because it's just getting funny at this point. You it, know, it, I, it's, I, it's nuts. It's nuts. At least it's not, you know, happening at Penguin Games anymore. Yeah. You know, that's a bit too far. Know. To me, that was too far. But I, come on. I think it's too far. It's the Penguins. Yes, the Penguins. Buffalo Bills, New York Giants. That that's, is well, that's, that's crazy. That's football. That is football. That is the same. Like this is sport. Pittsburgh. I know. That's You're literally wearing the same colors to both games. You don't have to change your clothes. And you don't have to change your underwear because nobody would ever know. So look, everybody wins except for the guy sitting next to you, of course. Well, you know, that's why you just go commando. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Mike. Uh, you know, I, I don't think either one of these guys are going to be it, but and we brought it up last week, but I, I just I, I took note the other day again because I seen it brought up again. Mm-hmm. Of these two guys, who would you rather have as your offensive coordinator, John Gruden or Byron Left? Which I think that you said John Gruden just because he John has Gruden, yeah. Gruden. But oh, uh, yeah. people seem to continue to still think that these two guys have a shot at this position. I, I don't. I don't think that's going to be the no. case, Mike. I don't think either uh, one no. of these guys are going to be gonna the be, It's going to be – someone you never heard of or like a young up and coming coach 
Yeah, so right. They they want somebody. Or who knows what look he out! Our running backs coach said, you know, he has aspirations of one day being an offensive coordinator. Guess what? He's in house and works cheap. That is the yeah, rooting that's the Steeler way. That's that, that's the art nutting way. You know, yeah. it's cheap and in house. Hell yeah! Fire Canada, promote uh, what Eddie Faulkner? Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Offensive coordinator search done. Mike, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody about the website? The two dumb com. The number two D U M Y I N Z E R S dot com. Head on over there for all your two dumb yinders needs. We have links for all of our social media, all of our merch stores over there, all at the two dumb Go check it out, everybody. Really nice website. Mike put that together. He put a lot of hard work into it. www the two dumb yinders.com. www the two dumb all right, guys, we do have the new trivia this week. We, we avoided it last week just to keep fresh. Of course, this is Rams week, so these are going to be Rams trivia questions all week long, the team that we are playing. Are you ready, Mike? Are you ready, Derpy? I am ready. These guys have ex- extensive knowledge of the L.A. Rams? Uh, more of the uh, St. Louis Rams. Okay. All right, Derpy, are you, are you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Here's the question of the day. Which Rams defensive end coined the term sack? S-A-C-K. Like not the sack that you're used to, but oh, which yeah. defensive line or which defensive lineman, defensive end covered the coined the term sack? Which Rams defensive end coined the term sack? There you go. Um, S-A-C-K, think, take a minute to think this over. We are live, everybody, five days a week, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., right here. And if you miss it or you want to just listen to the show, the show that we do live every day, brand new, gets uploaded over on Spotify at 8 o'clock p.m. So you could uh, check out the podcast over there at Spotify or the show right here every day. All right, guys, the question of the day is a Rams question because that's who the Steelers play. The question is, what Rams defensive end coined the term sack? I'm going to go with Derpy. For, Derpy, do you want um, do you want choices or do you have a guess? I'd like choices. And, Mike, you have a feeling you know, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, so, Derpy, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go to Mike first, and then I'll go to you and give you choices. Mike, who do you think coined the term sack? Deacon Jones. Deacon Jones. Is this your final answer? Final answer. All right. Let me lock you in. All right. Lock it in. Lock it in. It's locking. And it'll wait till I start talking to actually lock. So, oh, yeah. Here we, here we <laughs> go. All right. So, Derpy. here are your choices for the question. Which Rams defensive end covered or coined the term sack? Your choices are A, Deacon Jones, B, Jack Youngblood, C, Aaron Donald, or D, Roger Greer. Again, which Rams defensive end coined the term sack? Deacon Jones, Jack Youngblood, Aaron Donald, Roger Greer. Who do you think coined the term sack? A. A, Deacon Jones. And is that your final answer? Yeah. All right. Locking Derpy in. Here we go, guys. Which uh, Rams defensive end coined the term sack? Deacon Jones, 
Jack Youngblood, Aaron Donald, Ro- Roger Greer, both of the guys said Deacon Jones. And that's correct. That is correct. Oh, Deacon baby. Jones coined the name, the term, I guess it would be, sack. Yeah, because then it was just quarterback tackles and was not tracked as a separate stat. So there you go, everybody. Hopefully Aaron Donald doesn't uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> doesn't uh, exercise his sack demons this week. Oh, it's going to be a rough one. It's going to be. I I agree. I agree. I don't know what I don't know what to make of this game. I'm going to take a couple of you know another day to maybe try to find the highlights, see what happened in the Rams game yesterday, try to get a better uh, make it educated guess. But uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this Rams no. Steeler football game this coming week. I just I don't. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be rough it's gonna be aaron donald's a beast cooper cup puka nuka nuka he's another one who might be a rookie of the year and b john robinson down in yeah. down in la and i forgot about those two when i was talking about stroud i'm just in the with cj stroud i have to look into his eyes like i look into jimmy g's eyes yeah right see if there's something in there baby <laughs> just like the olsen twins mike give, give us some jimmy g baby <laughs> But, hey, we do want to thank everybody for checking us out. Each and every one of you, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Each and every one, we couldn't, we wouldn't be able to do it without you. Exactly. Um, Mike, anything before we get ready to take off? Uh, yes, real quick. Um, uh, Deontay Johnson and Anthony McFarland, they have been placed. Uh, they've been eligible to practice, and the Steelers now have, like, 21 days to decide if they were going to come off IR. If they don't, they're done for the year. But mm, it looks – it's looking like it's – yeah, so – then. Yeah, so they're like the next three games, man. You know, we we have by then. After that, after three weeks, boom, done for the year. I, you know, I hate. But to I talk think they're both going to be back. I think they're both. Uh, yeah, back. I mean, come on, it's a hammy. Uh, I don't know, uh, Derpy. Anything for you get ready before we get ready to take off? Um, let's go, Pens. Let's go, Pens. Of course, they play Wednesday night. They uh, travel. They travel to Detroit. I say this. I say it was a lot of good football this weekend. I, I think a lot of times when you see a handful of upsets, that's always a fun weekend of football. But the Pittsburgh Steelers now are preparing for the Los Angeles Rams. They're going to be heading out to SoFi to play this Sunday. Uh, we hope to. We hope our. We hope to continue the, the winning ways. I mean, you know, again, yeah. we just got to keep it scrappy and, and and try to get some things done. But. Again, we got no help from our division this week. We have to stay in the running. We were in first place until we had a week off. So, you know, that, that's got to be encouraging. We still have two-thirds of the season left. Let's win some of these football games, guys. Stack some of these wins. Anything else, fellas? Nope. Got nothing. All Those right, Derby. Um, Derby. <laughs> I got nothing. All right. There you have it, everybody. We want to say thank you for checking us out again. For Derpy, Mike, myself, the two dumb ninjas. Everybody have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. <laughs> no, 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 no.